1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince. slash pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns.
0: Hello and welcome to the Champions League preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football to look ahead to t- tonight's Champions League semi final match uh, between Lyon and Bayern Munich to see who will face PSG in the Champions League final um andrew before we get into this (laughs) it feels like every one of these we've done we've dismissed leon and gone right well okay they're obviously going through juventus man city for example um could history repeat itself tonight and i suppose the bigger overarching question is can leon stop buying munich
1: yeah, that's it's such a um, it's such a, a fascinating a game to, to go into because it's one of those on paper where everything points to Bayern Munich steamrolling through uh, through Leon, but then that was the thing you looked at the Manchester City game. everybody thought yeah, Leon have got they, they won't be able to cope with Manchester City. Won't be able to cope with Manchester City's attack. Juventus, you thought that Juve would have be able to have done enough in that second leg to, to knock Leon out, but not even Cristiano it, it could he got two goals, but he didn't do enough. To, uh, well, he did. The rest of the team didn't uh, yeah. to, to knock out Leon. So this is a Leon team that uh, perennial underdogs right now. They're 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 always up against it. People are writing them off. We've maybe been, been guilty of writing them off. So you you can't rule it out. But it's it's logically, if you just you write you go based on figures, you go based on stats, you go based on gut instinct, you go on any whatever logic you want to apply to this. I mean Munich go through, but but that's the beauty of football. You never know.
0: Yeah, it's always interesting to see how a team performs after you know just dominating so much. They just mm. they they beat Barcelona so badly, their entire team philosophy, whatever you want to say, has changed. Kike Setien is gone. Ronald Koeman is in. Lionel Messi might be leaving. There might be a wholesale sale going on, uh, going on with uh, whatever's left of Barcelona's squad. There's links with. Uh, hundreds of players potentially coming to the Camp Nou, it's fascinating to see. But then again, now people expect Bayern Munich to win 6 nil or something.
1: Yeah, that was that was a scary thing in in the post match interview of that game, the, the Bayern Munich and Barcelona game. It was Thomas Muller did an interview and he just said like, yeah, we were we did well, it was it was good, we played well, um, we're we're happy with the result, but but we've got another level we can get to. It's like what, what like what double figures now are we looking at? Um, but yeah, you this Bayern Munich team, it's it's special, but. We saw against Barcelona that it's it's not uh, that they, they can be get at at the back and a little bit like the Manchester City game with with Leon. Leon, uh, they're deft on the counter attack. That's the, pretty much their whole approach to uh, the, the bigger games, at least. Is they they look to absorb as much as they can, quite defensive, and then just catch teams on the counter attack with the the rapid pace they've got up front of of a Memphis Depay, uh, of a Maxwell Cornet on on the left. It's that they, they've got. They're an exciting team to watch going forward, and it's just a case of. Can that defence contain this Bayern Munich side? And, jeez, after p- popping eight past the Barcelona, that's going to be a tough ask.
0: Yeah, I re-watched the, the City-Leon uh, highlights before we started recording this and was still astonished that Man City didn't win that game, not just yep. because of Raheem Sterling's miss, but had a whole host of chances. Now, yes, there was some excellent defending in there, last-ditch blocks, etc. But you feel like Bayern Munich would possibly, with the, the front line that they've got, Take the chances that maybe, you know, going to the back post, for example, Gabriel Jesus's miss stands out for me as well. I just can't see someone like a Robert Lewandowski passing up this opportunity. It's it's his time to win the Champions League, quite possibly.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was when, um, when I was doing some research into this and thinking what we're going to talk about. And the first thing I thought about is... You cannot look at that Manchester City game and not think of that Sterling miss. And you're thinking, would Thomas Muller have passed that up? Would Lewandowski have passed that up? Would Serge Gnabry, would any of those, would Leon Goretzka, whoever it was, I cannot see Bayern Munich missing such a guilt chance. And the, the the Gabriel Jesus one as well. Um, just, they just they showed in in the Barcelona game how clinical they can be. Nobody nobody puts eight past Barcelona. It's like Nobody puts uh, puts baby in the corner. Um, mm-hmm. but, but they did, and it, it was... What was scary, if I'm Leon, is that Bayern Munich didn't—they didn't, they didn't uh, hold up. It was just like, right, okay, we've got four, we've got five, we've got six, we've got seven, we've got eight, and it was right until the referee blew his whistle for final for full time. It was Bayern Munich were pushing to get more and more goals, and they, they were clinical as well with it. it. Like there was very few chances went begging, and so. Yeah, Leon, I feel sorry for someone like a Marshello, who's, uh, I, I thought, had a, a good game against City, the centre-half. Mm. But but you're thinking if you're playing in that defensive line, then, yeah, um I think Lopez in goal
0: is going to have to have a special game as well. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's talk a little bit about Leon's players because mm. it's fairly obvious. Well... Everyone, when it comes to (laughs) buying, the standout players, but but who are the ones we need to look out for on the Leon side? You mentioned Marcelo there. Obviously, people will will have their eye on Memphis to Pie, but you know Dembele came on and scored twice. Corne uh, scored a spectacular goal uh, as well. Who are we looking out for on that Leon side? Who could be the difference makers for them?
1: Yeah, um, Houssemou is a guy who's had a a lot of um, a a lot of transfer speculation about him to move move to one of the big boys in uh, over the last year, really. So, could be. He could unlock the Bayern defense because, like I said, the Barcelona game. Bayern Munich weren't unflappable at the back; they they can um, be got at. So, quite a high look,
0: defensive line. there. yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean with the the pace, the the counter attack mentality of Leon of of Memphis of uh, of if Dembele starts or if he comes off the bench. Then if Dembele doesn't start, they're probably going to go with Toko Kambi again uh, because he's so key to to the, the counter attacking system. Him, Corne, Memphis are just on the break that's what they look to do is absorb all that pressure and then break and with Bayern Munich's high line if yeah i, I think it could be another one of those where it, it could be a ridiculous scoreline mm. because i can't see leon not scoring just because of the the the, the way that bayern set up uh, but bayern obviously are going to be very confident of like well we've just we put eight past barcelona so we fancy our chances to go and outscore the, this leon team um but jason denayer center half as well as mm. a another one who Manchester City fans will remember him and, and he played in, in a, a Belgium game against Wales which we were just talking about before we start recording <laughs> um, and he's uh, he's uh, just his stock's gone up since he's moved to Lyon uh, and he's got regular first team football but you. He... Jesus, man, um, it, it's it's a tricky one. But this this Leon side um, going into the Champions League, there was only um, well, what, this I, I learned this from our Atalanta preview, um, where Atalanta had scored ninety eight goals, and there was only two teams that had scored more than them in the Big Five leagues, um, and that was Manchester City and that was Bayern Munich, who scored over a hundred in their res- respective divisions. And so, if Leon managed to, um, to to topple a Manchester City team that scored over a hundred, then I mean. You can't rule it out that they can do the, the same job against Bayern Munich, but I I do feel that I just I feel that Bayern Munich won't be as
0: as wasteful as City. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I read a stat that this season Leon haven't won consecutive games in the Champions League. Yes,
1: so they, they've not won back-to-back games. Uh, yeah, they've they, they, they're on this weird run where yeah they've not won consecutive games. Um, they're, but they're still managing to eke through. But I mean, if, if you're for omens, the the last time Leon got to a Champions League semi-final was back in 2009-10, and it was Bayern Munich who knocked them out. So hmm. I mean, you can read into that what you will. Um, but yeah, it's. It, it, I think that's that what you, you just pulled out there of the consecutive games, I think that very much describes this Leon side, a side that came uh, seventh, sorry, when all was seven done in Lee Uh League obviously, they, they applied the points per game ratios to, to work out final standings. So it's a Leon team that are great in some respects, but are very uh, not so great in others. And it's, mm. yeah, I, th- I think that's that stat of, of the, the lack of consecutive wins really backs
0: that up. And yet, you look at Bayern Munich guys. Making my notes for this preview and I, was, I, I, you know, normally like to note down two or three, you know, as we did yesterday, two or three key players. And I was doing the, the Bayern Munich one and I was like, well, obviously Lewandowski and, and Muller and oh, Coutinho really put a shift in in the last game. And I really like Perisic and Serge Gnabry <laughs> is a sensation uh, yeah. since leaving Arsenal. And Davies. Oh, and Pavard returning from injury. And let's not forget about Manuel Neuer in between the sticks. It's, it's yeah. a who's who, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, just the the the, the quality throughout the um, the squad, not even the first eleven. I think one player that's maybe went a little under the radar in the Barcelona game as well was Leon Goretzka. I th- mm. I thought he was fantastic. He he, he wasn't. He's not particularly showy. He, he didn't get any goals, but just in that midfield, just very much. I know it might might be a lazy comparison to make, but he very much reminds me a little bit of Michael Ballack in in his body shape and and the the role he plays. So maybe a little bit deeper than Balak in his prime, I guess. But yeah, it's just from front to back, uh, with, with David Alaba, uh, probably be partnered by Jerome Boateng at centre-half, oh, Alfonso Davis, one of the revelations mm-hmm. of, of the season, um, and, and then Joshua Kimmich, who... People are kind of like, oh, Kimmich's going to play it right back. It's like he's he's great, he's fantastic, and, and he popped up with a goal, obviously, in the Barca game. But I, I think Joshua Kimmich, technically, is such a, a great footballer. But Pavard's been on great form all season. I think that's that's why people maybe think oh, well, Kimmich's playing. But yeah, Pavard is fitting in the squad, but I think unlikely to start. Mm.
0: Uh, what is or what should Leon's game plan be? Uh, like you say, that you sense that it's going to be a lot of Munich attacks, and and Leon. You know, won't necessarily mind that too much. They're a counterattacking yeah. side, but what is the game plan? You know, we've seen what Bayern can do just recently in ninety minutes. How you hold out against them? I'd love to know your your thoughts on on what they're going to do to to, to counter that because goals can come from all over the pitch from Bayern Munich.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's a tough game for Leon. No, how how however you look at it, it's it's almost an impossible task. But you. It almost sounds barbaric to say it, but I think you you almost have to invite uh, Bayern Munich onto you. You have to let them come at you. You have to to be resolute and and defend deep um, and just hopefully you can absorb the pressure, which is a ridiculous ask given um, just the quality in that team because... I think that's the only, the only way they can go about it, really, because it's all about just just being able to break that high line of buying by suckering them in, and then you you fire away on the counter with your balls through to a Memphis or or a Corne. Uh, and I think that's possibly the only way. I feel like it's in Avengers Endgame when it's that kind of how how do we win this? It's like well, there's that one in one in however many <laughs> billion chance, and I think that's this is kind of that kind of same insane that same insane scenario of I just think they they have to be resolute. Um, and just almost be gluttons for punishment, and invite uh, or invite Bayern Munich onto them with the hope of catching them on the break.
0: And maybe chances from set pieces. Um, we <laughs> saw Barcelona, of course, hit the post against them that way. But then, yeah. you know, Bayern Munich are no slouches, and Manuel Neuer is a goalkeeper that can kind of come for everything.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, some people throw a bit of shade at his way these last few years, but he's still very much mm-hmm. one of the best keepers in the world. You could. Possibly argue he's not quite at the level he was of maybe four years ago, three years ago, but he's still um, an exceptional goalkeeper and, and he's a very confident goalkeeper, as so often tends to be the case with German goalkeepers. I'm just now thinking of Jens Lemon, and now mm-hmm. I think of Jens Lemon getting floored by Kevin Davis, and that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of Bolton and Arsenal clashes. I miss those. Wenger and Allardyce. Um, but yeah, Mamon Neuer is um, he's just that dominant presence of you said there about how he comes for everything, how he, he dominates that back line. He's very vocal. Vocal. He he's um he's got the respect of all the players there because obviously he's this club legend by this point in time, a German football legend. So I, I yeah, it's I just like you look at it and you're thinking how can how can this back line be pierced really? How can because even if they, they get through on the break, you've still got that, that presence, that figure of Manuel Neuer coming at you, like Cleopatra.
0: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, he's, and he's so good in one-on-one situations. Uh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be very difficult for Leon to win this game. One area of solace they can possibly take is something that's not really been mentioned that much and that is Bayern Munich's semi-final curse the last yes. four Champions League semi-finals they've been involved in they lost uh, Real Madrid in 2013-14 Barcelona 14-15 Atletico Madrid 15-16 and then Real Madrid again 17-18 as much as that will potentially give hope to uh, Leon fans yeah, it's a different side, and this is very different circumstances.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about Paris Saint-Germain um, kind of famously bottling it in big games in recent years. Maybe not so this season, um, but yeah, you look at that those Bayern Munich stats from those semi-finals, and it's like, oof, right, wow, wow, that's doesn't make great reading for them if if you're looking for omens, but it's. Uh, I just, I, I you look at that team when they play, and they're just, they're so clinical, they're so efficient, they're so they don't ever look like losing. The, in fact, actually, um, when I was looking it up before, I, I think they've they've only drawn one game in 28 since December the seventh. That's it, one game. So they've had 27 wins out of 27 games with one draw. Um, and in their nine European matches they played to date, the, the aggregate score is 39 goals for Bayern and eight collectively for their opposition. It's like the numbers are scary. You just, mm. I, I really, I, I'm pulling for Leon in this. I, I, I always love that underdog story, and, and in this case, Leon very much are the underdog. But I just think, however, whichever way you look at it, even if you throw in cursed semi-finals, it's it's hard to look past Bayern.
0: Yeah, you you can try and shut down Lewandowski. who's trying to break all sorts of Champions League records yep. this season. Um, I have to say, I'll hold my hands up here. Thomas Müller is a guy I I kind of dismissed. I think I watched him in the 2018 World Cup and the the shambles what that was that German side and thought oh maybe that's kind of it for him you know he, yeah. not that he's you know was good, was finished but I thought we do great things obviously in in Germany and and uh, potentially still in Europe and potentially at the odd international tournament but I thought he was done and he was a a, a wonderful uh presence against uh, Barcelona and I think I was listening to the radio driving down to uh, to Birmingham on, on Friday, listening to this, and heard Chris Sutton just question what on earth Arsenal were thinking, get rid of Serge Gnabry.
1: Yeah, Serge Gnabry, who Arsenal let go. He went on loan to West Brom and didn't get a game hardly on the Tony <laughs> Pulis. And you're thinking, well, that's, it's nuts. Uh, and then the, the, the guys moved back to Germany, um, rebuilt his career, or I guess maybe built his career, and then mm. obviously ended up with his big move to Bayern Munich. Uh, as for Thomas Muller, he... He he does kind of very much get overlooked. He's always in and around the goals, but yeah. he's not held on that that level of elite elite performer. Um, but he very much kind of he, he knits that attack together. Um, just as um, I, he's so tricky to label because I mean, there's times he's played on the right. There's times he's played as a as a main number nine. Times he's played off the off that main number nine. Um, and he just and you look at his, his his actual like attributes and stuff, and it's like well i've had this conversation so many times with people in the pub over the years when you're like you're watching him in a game and they'll pop up with a goal but it's like he's not overly quick he's not overly hmm. skillful he's not really known for his passing he's he's not physical it's like there's if you like ticking up attributes <laughs> on like FIfa or football yeah. manager it's like well what does he offer but he, it's just his awareness is is hmm. other level to a lot of the players around him and he's or his positioning he always he always manages to be in the right place at the right time whether to get a goal whether to get an assist so yeah Muller's Mo- key to this side i, m- I remember he was linked at one point with Manchester United when Louis van Gaal was there. And that seemed like it was on because that was at a time when Bayern Munich were, were maybe looking to to offload some of the uh, more senior players who'd been around to inject a bit of freshness into the squad. And he was one player who looked like he might be uh, heading for the exit door, but it didn't happen. And here he is, a key part of that side still in 2020.
0: And Perisic nailing down a spot in that side as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to push you for a score prediction now. What do you reckon that you're going to see tonight?
1: Sure. Sugar love them to so uh nearly... Yeah, um, I'm thinking, I'm really pulling for Leon, but I think
0: 4-1 to Bayern Munich. I was thinking 4-2. So uh, we, we were predicting Bayern Munich, PSG in the Champions League final on Sunday, I have no idea at this point. It just it's at going to be some point. soon. It's just a mad, mad month of, of European football. But yeah, I think it's going to be Bayern Munich to lose tonight. But who knows? That semi-final curse. I'd uh, love to know your thoughts on how tonight is going to go down in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe as well to What Culture Football and subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. When you are out and about, you can continue the conversation on Twitter at What Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard at at Cultured Left Peg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. As I said, follow us all at what Culture FC. But this has been the Champions League preview. We'll be here to bring you all the fallout from that tomorrow, of course. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us and anyway, we will see you soon.